Morning Liberty. Well, what is going on, all of our Liberty-loving friends? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. With me, as always, uh, the smartest guy who finds the dumbest things on the internet, <laughs> as well as submissions from the people from the because to me, Mr. Nathan- Let me introduce you first before you start I didn't speaking. think you possibly had anything else to you say. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. That's, uh, that's Nathaniel correct. Nathaniel Paul Thurston has graced us with his presence. Nice to have you on the show today, Nate. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, Charlie. You're welcome. I appreciate any time you've, you've got time and space for me to come in here That's and right. do an episode with you. I really appreciate that. Um, I can't remember the joke I was going to say while you were talking, but I'm sure it was hilarious. This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. So if you're so inclined, hit subscribe, hit follow, tell a friend, tell a family member, and come to the Fed Haters Club. Join the club so you can hang out during, especially, Dumb Bleep of the Week, because these are submissions that came from a lot of people in the Fed Haters Club, some of them from me, some of them from people on Twitter, which we appreciate as well. And uh, it's fun because they get to vote on the dumbest thing, and then at the end of the year, we'll do Dumb Bleep of the Year, and it's a good time. It's a great time. And we send the trophy to the person if that is, in fact, possible in the scenario. I will say... Uh, we got a trophy last year, and Kamala Harris was the winner of Dumb Bleep of the Year, and I sort of decided that it was entirely pointless to find an address and send the Dumb Bleep of the Year trophy to Kamala Harris. Send it to the vice president's office. It's actually sitting right there on the shelf behind Charlie. That's the Dumb Bleep of the Year trophy, and I was the one who submitted the thing that Kamala Harris uh, ended up winning for, so we didn't get a second trophy. What'll happen is if someone's submission wins Dumb Leap of the Year, then they will get a trophy as well mm. for being the person that submitted that. So all the more reason to pay six bucks a month or more, whatever it is that you want to do and come hang out with us. I guess we should get going. We've got a smaller group of things to go through today, and that was intentional. It's probably a good thing. Because normally we've got like 15, 20 of them. We barely fit them in. By the time we get to the end, we're spending like 30 seconds on something and we don't really get to talk about it. And today I figure, hey, Let's just, I narrowed it down on behalf of some of the people in the group to go through these specific submissions. And don't believe number one is going to be going to Gavin Newsom. But mm. I wanted to start it off with the story over Memorial Day weekend. There was a shooting at Hollywood Beach in Florida where nine people were injured and they're looking for more people that were involved. Now, this, of course, happened because Ron DeSantis is governor of Florida. Of course, yeah. That's why this happened, according to Gavin Newsom. Go ahead, Charlie. He tweets, DeSantis signed a permitless carry bill in April that removes requirements for background checks, instruction, training, plus oversight. Until our leaders have the courage to stop bowing down to the NRA and enact common sense gun safety, this kind of senseless violence will continue. And that was in response to the shooting that I just told you guys about. Is he responsible for... Shootings in California? I'm not sure. I'm glad you brought that up, though. We'll talk about that. The other thing is the community note that was put on here. The permitless carry law that uh, Florida has signed is not in effect yet. It goes into effect in July 1st, so that has nothing to do with this shooting. There are still federal background checks that are required to purchase any of the firearms in Florida. And this was an act of gang violence. It was a criminal act regardless of concealed carry. And by the way, I also did some digging. It was uh, conducted so far, it seems, with stolen guns. And two of the people that have been arrested, they're looking for a few more, were arrested and not only with the shooting, but charged with gun crimes Mm. as well for violating Florida's laws. Weird. So that's weird. And let's go through that. Police are searching for suspects after nine people, including children, were shot and injured along Hollywood Beach Board Broadwalk. What the heck is a Broadwalk? I don't... I, Did they misplace an R? Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to call it the boardwalk because I don't like that. Uh, four children between the ages of 1 and 17 Jesus. were shot Monday night, including a baby between 15 and 18 months old, according to Hollywood police. The shooting apparently stemmed from an altercation between two groups and multiple people were detained in the aftermath. Two men believed to be involved in the shooting had been arrested on weapons charges. Morgan... Uh, doesn't matter. And this other person both face a concealed carry weapon charge in connection with the incident. 
Uh, they'd also been charged with larceny, grand theft of a firearm, and removing a serial number from a firearm. Mm. Court records show. Now, we haven't heard much about this shooting. I didn't bring in anything else about the perpetrators because I don't think it's necessary. And if I were to say, everyone has stopped talking about the shooting, no one's going to bring it up ever again. And then you just go ahead and assume why. And then we're not going to show any pictures or anything of the people who perpetrated the shooting. Instead, we're going to move on to the next point. Remember, Gavin Newsom, governor of California slash robot, is uh, calling out slash Homelander. Ron, man, I tell you what, I don't know what it is about Trump's nicknames, but they really do stick. It's like mm. you say it over and over again. You hear it so many times. You're just thinking of... And I go to say the sanctimonious every time, and <laughs> I have to stop myself and correct myself and say, DeSantis. DeSantis. Like, it's just a natural thing. That once you hear it so many times, it just happens in your head. Yeah. According to the Violence Project, which is a really good mass shooting archive, who ranks number one for total mass shootings from 1966 to present, Charlie? Looks like it's California. Weird. And uh, per capita, they're ranked number 12, though. Okay, so number one total, number 12 per capita. And then Florida, they're ranked where, Charlie? Uh, in total, 13th. No, it's three. It says three. Oh, I'm sorry. Total three per capita, 20. So if you look at the numbers here, you would see that California is ranked higher. Now, this is 1966 to present. It's obviously Gavin Newsom hasn't been governor that whole time. True. And I think this archive only goes up to 2021. And as we know, since DeSanctimonious has increased his hate and violent rhetoric in Florida, the mass shootings have just spiraled uh, off the charts. And the ones in California are all probably immigrants from Florida. Exactly, like those Floridians. Ron is sending the Florida man travels to California to kill yes. uh, environmental activists. This is normally the uh, headline that you would see with those. The, the, the other thing, my response to Gavin Newsom, remember this is all dumb bleep number one right now. I responded with this, okay, now do Chicago. Now I realize that this is what's known as a whataboutism, which means that when someone calls out someone hypocritically, you're not allowed to point out the fact that they're being a hypocrite because people who like to be hypocrites have labeled this as whataboutism. Mm -hmm. That's the, the particular rule on that. Chicago shootings last weekend. Remember, we're worried about the Memorial Weekend violence in Florida. 50 shot, 10 fatally, and Memorial Day weekend gun violence across the city. Now, that's because of their open conceal carry laws and decreased background checks and everything that they've been enacting in Illinois, I bet. Mm. That's why that's a problem. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> now, we're still going with Gavin Newsom. This is something he posted out. This is a drawing of a kid trying to get to books on a shelf. And he's using a little stepladder. Can't get to the books, but... He can easily reach all of these oddly placed guns on the wall. Weirdly, like who does that I, with their guns? I don't know. I mean, I, that looks like you, honestly. Those are zip ties. That's true. I've been known to zip tie some you stuff. You zip tie all kinds of things. Man, <laughs> I zip tied a bumper to my car one time. I, I a personal that. story for you guys. Zip uh, ties are so strong. They're so versatile. You can do a lot of things I with them. I helped with that, actually. <laughs> My, uh, my girlfriend at the time rammed my car. It was a stick shift or accidentally had it in first and she needed to back out. She let off the clutch and ran it into not just like a curb. It was a concrete wall that was in front of her. Broke my brand new bumper right off of the car. She came in to the restaurant. We were at like crying, upset and everything. And I'm, I'm not just trying to boast or anything. But yeah. You know what I said? I said, babe, it was an accident. Okay. No, you said... Why are you crying? <laughs> I'm the one that has to get a new girlfriend. <laughs> exactly. That's what it was. Okay. Now Gavin Newsom's upset because this kid's trying to find literature on what would fit best in his butt. And now he can't get to the books that would tell him which one is the best. Mm -hmm. Someone did do a response drawing to this that I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> so if you're watching the video. Oh, that is... Fantastic. You've got all the books, math, reading, science, history, and reading. There's two reading books up there. 
And in fact, you'd have to read all of them. So they're all technically reading books, if you think of it that way. Uh, can't reach them, but down where the guns used to be, uh, we've got this book is gay, genderqueer, and all of those other... Bye-bye binary. <laughs> your typical school books that yeah. you see yeah. in our finer public uh, institutions these days. I think that's the end of Dumbleep number one. Yep, that's Dumbleep number one. Number two is it's going to be everyone's a, favorite show. <laughs> How is it still going, you think? I, I What's have, the deal? I think people tune in for the dumpster fire. Do people watch it? Do, what's the stats on this? I'm not saying no one watches it, but if anyone gets bored and wants to Google the uh, stats on uh, their their viewers, I don't know. I think most of it's people on Twitter that are passing around stupid clips of it. Uh, so the they are upset because the White House wants to boost Kamala Harris's image. They're trying to make her uh, look better ahead of the 2024 election. And of course, they have some ideas on why people don't like Kamala Harris. I don't think you're going to be surprised, but let's listen to it regardless. Real quick, I'll give you the numbers. Yeah, what is it? In 2021, 2022, they had uh, 2.2 million total viewers. Okay, well, so. that's all right. That's okay. That's sad, but let's go. Kamala Harris, the Washington Post says the Biden team is trying to boost Vice President Harris's image. Uh, but I'm trying to figure out why do they think it needs boosting? What is that? Hmm. Well, I'll get right in there. Um, so listen, the vice president, when she came on the ticket in 2020, I was, I was thinking game over. She is a rock star. I'd seen her in Senate hearings. Super effective. Saw that prosecutor side of her come out. Okay, now first, hold on. Before we even get too much further into this. Um, whoopsie asked, why would they even need to boost it? Number one, it's because her ratings are terrible. That's why you need to do something to boost her ratings. Right. Number two, this person whose name I can't remember says that when she came on the ticket, I was like game over because she's a rock star. This is a sure end for thing. She's such a rock she star. She almost won the nomination. <laughs> such a rock star. She couldn't get a, a 1% in her own home state, dropped out of the race super early. Of course, when she was nominated, brought onto the ticket, it was just a a sure thing. It's It was done deal at that point because she's so popular. Yeah. And listen, they won. She helped deliver female voters, black voters for the president. It's her time in office that I take a bit of issue with. And having worked for a vice president, you kind of have two jobs. Do no harm and try to keep a higher approval rating than your principal. She's not really been able to do either. And I feel like she hasn't broken through on major policy accomplishments. And she will, fairly or unfairly, be the most scrutinized vice president in history because she's running with the oldest vice or the oldest president running for president. And in she's history. also a black woman. But I think you have to be able to fairly critique the vice president of the United States mm -hmm. without just saying it's the color of their skin or the fact she's a woman. But it, but it is part of it. Why, what makes you say that? Well, we're in the United States of America. But like, with like someone like me saying it, do you, you think I could have a legitimate policy? Of no, you, 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 it's, it's, not it's, you. It's, it's, it's not you. It's just we're in the United States of America and, and, and black women, and this is just not me saying it. I mean, there have been studies. Black women are considered less articulate. Uh, they are considered uglier. They are considered all of these She's things beautiful, I would by people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this country. And it's because of the history, of course, of misogyny and But it's also sexism. just women. I mean, uh, Jer Jerry Ferraro, yeah. back in the day, ran for vice president, and they went but, after her, too. And, and, and that's the, mis yeah. the misogyny part, but when you mix the misogyny Bush and the racism, I'm sorry. It's, extra, it's a little extra. But I, I understand why they, they are boosting her at this point, and they want to boost her, because no Democratic nominee can win the elect the general election without the black vote. I mean, that is just a fact. And when she became the vice presidential candidate, I have a picture of all the women from the Divine Nine strolling yeah, to vote yeah. because of her. Right. And so I think that she probably, in many respects, won that election for him. And so black voters saved his campaign in 2020. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to listen to the whole clip. Is that all you can listen to? Yeah, that's enough of that. They are, uh, someone just mentioned earlier in the group, they are literally saying that they're using her because she's black to get the black vote. And that's why they're boosting her. Yeah. Has nothing to do with how great she is as a vice president or her anything. ideas. Later on in this clip, it's an eight minute clip. We're not going to listen to it. Um, they talk about how terrible at public speaking she is, which is true. 
It's a very, you know, a nice way of saying it. Mm -hmm. I think there's something wrong with her when it comes to speaking. And I'm, you know, not everyone's a great public speaker. That's fine. Yeah, that's... Some that's, people are only good at putting uh, putting black people in prison. For smoking you know? weed. For smoking <laughs> weed and, and trying to keep innocent people in prison, you know? The, you got to play to your strengths, and that's, she's done a great job playing to those strengths, okay? I'm not faulting her for that, of course. Now, let's go through a couple other things here. When you look at the poll numbers, Whoopsie's like, uh, well, I don't know why they would need to boost her. Because she's doing terrible She's 9.6 points below Mike Pence. She's 13.8 points below Joe Biden when he was VP. She's 36 points below Dick Cheney. Below Dick Cheney. When he was VP. Now, this would be, at this point in his career, uh, probably right after 9-11, something like that, I would say. Um, She's 39 points below Al Gore. Of course, what you notice is that those are all white men. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's of course, the, the major issue. What if you look at the favorable, unfavorable ratings here? Favorable, 43% with females, 45% with men. Misogyny. <laughs> obvious misogyny. And then deadlocked on unfavorable, 52 and 52 with males or females, which I don't even know what that means. I don't know why they have to split people into two different categories uh, like that. Mm. Independent, she's only got 31% favorable rating. And then when you look at by race, 68% favorable with uh, blacks, uh, Hispanics, 52, whites, 38. So there's the racism mm. right there. That's what we're seeing That's, right now. That's the big problem. So it has nothing to do with her being a woman. It's because uh, she's part, at least in some form, black, I guess. Yeah. And that's the point. That's the part that America hates naturally, because that's who we are. There are 25% of black people that are unfavorable. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so. then I don't know what that adds up to off the top of my head, but seven, eight percent, somewhere in there, five percent, seven percent, uh, that are what don't is that? Know. Don't know. No opinion. So maybe it's that she's really terrible at the job, though. Like that's my I but I don't I see, I can't say that because I'm a white man. And so can you really trust what I'm saying on this? It's it's such a it's so weird when you can't scrutinize someone's work. They always have to and you don't even bring in like their their gender, their biology, their their race. You like you don't bring any of it in. Mm-hmm. It's like she's not a great speaker. Well, you don't like her cuz she's black. I never what? Yep. Never said that. Yep. All I said was that she's not a great objectively She's not a great speaker. So it's Listen, just ridiculous. I think they need to move on past this. And to, to paraphrase uh, the great VP, uh, today is not tomorrow. But tomorrow will be today, tomorrow. So it's time that we start thinking about tomorrow today. today. All right. And the sun will come out. Mm-hmm. Today is tomorrow's yesterday. Okay. <laughs> Think about it. All right, that was dumb bleep number two. <laughs> right there. Dumb bleep number three, we already talked about this uh, earlier in the week. Well, it might have been yesterday. I can't remember, or, or the day before, potentially. I was on, it was on the White Pill Wednesday, of yeah, course. We yeah. talked about the Target thing. But I said that this was going to be in dumb bleep. Because it needs to be voted on. It has to be entered into it. We talked about the bomb threats, and your response immediately was the same as mine. What was it? I, I would thought it was conservatives being ridiculous. Because that's how violent and terroristic we know that conservatives are. Yeah. But the controversy was about the uh, LGBTQ plus pride thing, and we thought that, well, the people responding to that would be the people on the right, and that they were going to be calling in bomb threats, uh, much like they do to hospitals that mutilate children for a living. But... It ended up being the LGBTQ plus community Mm -hmm. or members of that community, not the community as a whole. I don't want to group people together. There were individuals who identify as part of that community that uh, are the ones who ended up sending in the bomb threats. Then there were some confusing headlines like this one from ABC, which said experts warn against canceling pride campaigns after extremists threaten target. Who were the extremists? I guess was people on the left. Now, allegedly, I do. we do have to mention, this came from an anonymous email, calling or emailing in bomb threats. Could have been anyone. 
I don't know. Could have been one of the employees at Target didn't want to work that but day. But they were very defensive of the LGBTQ community. They were. Said that if this doesn't stop, that they're going to keep going. Then they... It's so confusing to argue against this stuff because they've twisted the realm reality so much. So in stories about how there's been bomb threats called into Target by people on the left that are worried, that are upset that they're removing some of their pride merchandise... We get all of these defenses or really just talking about what the other side is doing, the extremists on the right uh, that had confrontations with employees, and we barely mention the idea of the bomb threats, and then we're still talking about the right being the extremists in these articles when it's the left calling in the bomb threats. It all gets... You see how it's even confusing for us to even tell you about. I got lost with you explaining that. I did too. That's Just why I'm now. switching to this guy's video that we also <laughs> played when we talked about this. The... A glasses guy, yeah. The, the tourism. Because the guy who's got the glasses. Yeah, that's right. He's smart. Yeah. So we should listen to what he's saying. Here we go. When Target caves into this, then it says that the moment you threaten the employees of even a very large corporation you get to control its policies. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want and not sell the things you don't. So All right. The So the market is forcing corporations. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, I obviously don't agree with, with bomb threats, but here's the other weird flip side about this. So it's economic terrorism. Now, none of, I, we don't want any violent threats on anyone at all. Either side that's doing that is wrong. Mm -hmm. you, you do it with your pocketbook. You go somewhere else. That's how we take care of things in a free market without coercion. But he's saying that threatening the store to get them to sell or not sell something that you like or don't like is economic terrorism. But we're talking about a story where People on the left are calling in bomb threats because they removed Pride merchandise, meaning that they're threatening to blow up the target if they don't start selling the product that they want them to sell. And what's the target? The Wait, the what? So they're going to blow up the target. <laughs> the target. Which is target. Target. Target's yeah. the target. Yeah, yes, thanks, right. Dad. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Which also sounds like his definition of economic terrorism, but it, I don't know. It is. I mean, you have here extremist target, 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 target. Yes, that's, that's not right. confusing at all. Okay, that's number three. We listened to the glasses guy. Uh, there we go. Charlie, you brought this one to my attention. Oh, God. So what's going on in this for number four? All right, so King County board member shouts she's glad to support sex offender nominated to homelessness board. So they have this board of people, and they're trying to figure out what to do about homelessness. All right. They're trying to help marginalized communities. This is in uh, Seattle, I believe, right? Yeah, I believe yeah. so. They're trying to help these communities, and they nominated this guy to the board. Homeless, I believe. I, yeah, the homeless I think guy. he was, yeah. And someone takes issue with the fact that this guy is a sex offender. And by the way, not just your run-of-the-mill sex offender. We're talking with minors, mm -hmm. by the way. I was, I was looking at that. And someone is like, uh... Also convicted. Yes. By the way. They're like, uh, I don't know about this whole sex offender on the board thing. He has touched me inappropriately. And someone gets very upset about this. Of it's course. the response. <laughs> it's the response from the co-chair. That's, that's the dumb bleep here. Can I say something? We have a code of ethics on this board, and Thomas Whitaker Raven Crowfoot is a sex offender, a repeat sex offender, and I have had bad experience with him. So I don't touch you up because we can't disclose people's personal business here, right? Okay. And although that's public disclosure, like we have no right to out anybody in this space. Okay. Okay. I thought thinking right? of what like that's just not here. okay at all. Okay. And I won't and stand I for that as a co-chair. No, We're not we here do to that discover here. people's no. backgrounds. And actually I'm glad that if that is the case that he's here because sex offenders are another uh, population that is most vulnerable that don't have housing. <laughs> okay. People I do have change and people do not have He touched me. He he she has touched me. So if there's a meeting where he's Christina, at, I will not you need to take this to the police then. Christina, I have. This is not the forum. Christy, stop. As the co-chair, I'm telling you that you cannot talk like that in this meeting. 
I will not have that here. Believe all women. <laughs> if anyone wants to talk like that, you will be muted and even removed from this meeting. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Help us. Ugh. Just when you think it can't get worse. So it does. These people are absolutely delusional. The response was, if it's true that he is a sex offender, I'm glad that he's here because sex offenders are uh, one of the, uh, what did she, what did they represent? Um, now it's had something to do with uh, one of the most vulnerable yes. communities is what she said. Sex offenders are one of the most vulnerable communities that, that don't need, have housing that don't have housing. Yeah, that's Ugh, it. God. Uh, this was actually, you know, I found a little bit better clip than the one that we were watching earlier, yes. but the other one had more stuff in it. She goes on to talk about they were concerned with equity, and that's why it was important for the person to be there. Yes. Now, I do have to give the, I do have to give the follow-up to this. The person, uh, Colston, that was doing the yelling that was upset was asked to resign. I don't know what's happened since then, but originally she is refusing to resign, uh, so the people running the board, people in the government, I guess, or whoever's board it was, said, uh, yeah, we're not going to have a multi-time sex offender on the board, especially if he's uh, assaulted one of the other people that's on the board, and also children, or, or minors, at least. Like, yeah, we're, we're not going to have him on the board. That's pretty easy <laughs> to, to say. So they did come out uh, and say, of course he's not going to be on the board. And, the, and they said that this person's uh, reaction was ridiculous and asked her to resign. So well, the dumb bleep is her. It's her, Colston. It's, it's absolutely. Yes. It. This is what you do when you find these victims, Charlie. Incredibly angry, incredibly angry. Also, I don't know if you noticed on the screen or not, but they had LGBTQ2IAS plus. Well, you had the two SL two or two S. Mm -hmm. What does anyone know? What two S is? Double sex offender. <laughs> it's part of the two spirit marginalized group can someone tell me what two spirit means what is a two spirit um bipolar i don't <laughs> are we what is that two spirit know. that's a gender is it too late charlie is it just too late we let this go too far huh i don't know Part of me thinks that sometimes. <laughs> okay, that was number four, the King County sex offender on the board. Number five, I just called blame capitalism. We're going to have some Nina Turner uh, stuff, and then there is a, a video of a protest outside of Amazon's, uh, one of, I believe it's in Seattle, actually, a protest because they want people to come back to work and work in the office. Of course, that's oppression. So, uh, but Nina Turner, we talked about this this tweet yesterday, we're not going to go into the healthcare part. She says, how can anyone be against universal healthcare? And we talked about that on yesterday's show. You can go back and listen to it. Don Elton came in and said, food is a lot more important than healthcare. Why don't we have universal food too? And we should prohibit anyone from paying more to get better food, as that's not fair for the people who can't afford lobster and caviar. Now, he's joking. He's being sarcastic. Nina says, yes. Nina, who wants to be in public office in Ohio, who has ran and lost last time, and, and we talk about her all the time because she produces great content for this show, says, yes, actually, that we should prohibit people from paying more to get better food when we have universal food care. It's about equity. Because it's not fair that some people can buy better food than other people. Mm-hmm. And now I know that that's ridiculous when it comes to food, but think about her ideology also when it comes to healthcare. Meaning she also believes that you would prohibit anyone from paying for better healthcare because it's unfair because some people can't afford to get that better healthcare. And this is one of the 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 Bernie disciples that are out there trying to get elected to public office. Yeah, I think she's on the Young Turks all the time. I'm pretty sure Universal Housing. Of course. Everything. Universal healthcare, universal food, universal cars, universal Netflix. <laughs> I, everything needs to be universal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a great idea. All right, Nina continues. She says, conservative politicians will say negative things about Democrat-run cities 
and they're not just pointing out issues caused. No, they're just pointing and out. And they're just pointing out issues caused by capitalism. Yes. Yeah. So when we look at problems in whatever major city you can think of, because essentially every, every major city is a Democrat-run city, uh, she said those problems that people point out, that's because of capitalism. It's mm-hmm. caused by capitalism. That's, that's why. Yep. So Good Morning Liberty asked, care, <laughs> care to explain how capitalism caused these problems? I'm going to continue on here for a minute. Uh, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> stinky Tuna Pounder <laughs> responds with, I'm not really a big fan of Nina Turner, but she's correct here for once. Capitalism produces, on one hand, huge amounts of wealth, and on the other hand, huge amounts of poverty. It's equally efficient at both. I manage a $4 million per year business called Stinky Tuna Pounders, LLC, (laughs) which is definitely a true story, and I see it every day. Um, I'll take things that aren't true for $4 million. (laughs) But this person says that capitalism produces huge amounts of wealth and produces huge amounts of poverty. Is that true, Charlie? No. Why would you say it's not true? Because you can't produce something that is. It's Exactly. That was the response that Good Morning Liberty made. Capitalism does not produce poverty. That's the natural state of humans. Capitalism is the only reason 12% are in poverty rather than 100%. I thought that was a pretty good yeah. comment from Good Morning Liberty, whoever yeah. posted that. You know, pretty good. So the the idea there is the natural state of man and woman and whatever else that you want to be, although I don't know what that is, uh, especially after watching that documentary today, the natural state is poverty. We're we're born impoverished or we're we're created impoverished like the human beings. We only have all the things we have because throughout time, markets, production trade have allowed us to create better and better things and trade them for better things and especially capitalism free free market capitalism or at least that idea has created this world that we have which is a miracle especially compared to life well it's a, it's a miracle compared to life a hundred years ago yeah not even just ten thousand years ago you don't even need to go back we're, that far we're gods compared to human beings a, a thousand years ago mm-hmm. you know the things that we can do and <clears throat> So capitalism can't produce that. Capitalism and this trade is the only reason that we aren't all in that all the time. So we want people to rise up out of that and the ability to create and produce and trade value with other people is a way for people to rise up out of that. Now, if you remove capitalism, you don't still have the wealth and the poverty, you just end up with the poverty. That's, that's what you get. Mm-hmm. Someone responded with the natural state of capitalism, and all of these charts and graphs just show the wealth of the rich growing a bunch. And so that's proof that this is the natural state of capitalism. What you can't see on the graphs is that the wealth of the poor is also rising quite a bit. And if all you pay attention to is the number that the rich are at, you know, the raw number, how much money they have, versus people that are in the bottom 50%, then you could get envious and you could get upset and get angry. And you think, well, this is a terrible system, you know? But what other measures of wealth are there? There's a lot of things. Like health? Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't think poor people in America have better health care than, you know, the, the folks down in New Guinea? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Even 100 years ago? You don't think people today, the poorest people in America today... Do they not have better health care than the richest person alive 100 years ago? The point is that this wealth inequality or even income inequality, those things don't matter. They don't. What really matters is not comparing yourself to who someone else is today, but it's comparing yourself to who you were yesterday or people that are in your position, who they were 100 years ago. Thanks to capitalism or trade in general, Everyone has a better life than they did even 50 years ago or 100 years ago. So those graphs are built for people who are envious and who are mad and who see those things and they get upset. And if you compare yourself to those people, then you can just be upset all the time. 
but that's not who you should be comparing yourself to. All right, so that's all number five. Well, there was a video, wasn't there? There's a protest going on, I believe. Um, It's kind of cringe, I'm sorry. There's chanting, and they're upset. Uh, They're outside of Amazon. Hundreds of Amazon employees are protesting outside of headquarters in Seattle for being forced to return to work in person. Because of the pandemic, man. This is dangerous. It's very dangerous. None of these people are wearing masks. Amazon mandated employees that returned to the office last month. They have been working remote since the start of the pandemic. Chance, this is now or never. So exciting. Sound the alarm. Sound the alarm. We are rising. Time to stand up to the flame. <laughs> there you go. Powerful stuff. People helping people. <laughs> wow. That's all number five. I'm fired up. <laughs> Blame capitalism. All right, and now it, it is June, which means we got to bring in the colors. Mm-hmm. You know, got to get all the rainbow mm-hmm. out there. Uh, the first one for number six, Charles. Oh, where is this from? Um, well, oh, this comes from the Daily, from the Daily Wire. Wire. The last two are going to have a lot to do with the Daily Wire, right. I guess. Misgendering is, quote, an act of violence, university says. Mm-hmm, an mm-hmm. oppressive act of violence. This is from the University of Colorado uh, Boulder. Mm-hmm. Um, pronouns. And we've got this little page here. Let's read through some of it. Uh, there's some important things to learn. I think it's a good, it's June, and we should educate mm. people so we can be better uh, people in society. This information was created by students for students. The university <laughs> supports an inclusive environment. Pronouns are how you refer to someone if you are not using their name. For example, Samantha left her keys at my place last night. Samantha. I'm Samantha. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a Samantha. If someone tells you their pronouns, use those. If you do if you don't know someone's pronouns, don't assume gendered pronouns and use gendered neutral ones like they or zay or z. I don't know. So if you don't know, like if you haven't talked to them and figured it out for sure, you'd start with z mm. or zay. And then you build from there after they are like, WTF are you calling me right now? I can't believe this stuff is real. Like, I I wake up every day and I'm like, this is all a dream. It's a feverish (laughs) dream. It's a a nightmare. nightmare And everything's going to go back to normal, you know, one day. Women are going to stop wearing pants. and, and, (laughs) And every day is stuff like this. The importance of pronouns, just so you guys are aware. Pronouns are one of the ways we portray our identities. When someone asks you to use their pronouns, they're asking for you to respect their identity. When someone refers to another person using the wrong pronouns, especially on purpose, that can lead to that person feeling disrespected and can lead to dysphoria, exclusion, and alienation. It is never safe... Wait, isn't this starting with dysphoria? (laughs) You know what I mean? Gender dysphoria? That's disrespectful. Okay, sorry. My bad. It is never safe to assume someone's gender and living a life where people will naturally assume the correct pronouns for you is a privilege that not everyone experiences. Choosing to ignore or disrespect someone's pronouns is not only an act of oppression, but can also be considered an act of violence. Who wrote this? How is it considered an act of violence? Mm. Can someone tell me? I need one plausible explanation for how saying her when they wanted you to say he is an act of violence. These kids, man. Not just kids. Or woman. There's, I don't know. There's, oh, uh, yeah. Anyway, what if have- I identify as someone who doesn't respect people's pronouns? Isn't it disrespectful to not respect the way that I identify? Wouldn't that hurt your feelings? I mean, I, you know. Obviously, I'm born respecting people's pronouns, but I've decided to identify as someone who doesn't. That's just a straw man argument, Nate. <laughs> yes. You, you would make a straw man argument with that mm-hmm. hat on, wouldn't you? I would. They have a helpful, helpful chart uh, for pronouns. She, her, hers. He, him, his. They, them, theirs. Z, zer, zers. So wait, Z, okay. Just to draw the connection. So the she 
or he is just like Z, Z E. Um, her or no, because they're not he or she. Well, I mean, you use them in the same context. Oh. Like she is calling, Z is calling. Sounds like violence. Or if you say her family is nice, you would say Zer family is nice. Zer or Zers, you would say that's Zers. Makes sense to me. I'm so over all this garbage. Mm-hmm. Just of course you are. Just unbelievable. You know who was over all this garbage last night? It was the Daily Wire when they posted their documentary, What is a Woman? And I will say I had held off on watching this documentary You're until... waiting for the Twitter release. <laughs> I didn't want to pay for it. That was the issue. And it's been put on Twitter. I watched it thanks to the bigotry of Elon Musk, allowing that to be posted out there. He paid so much money to in, in order to alienate a minority class of people. And so we appreciate that. Um, but what happened last night, Charlie, when they tried to post it? Well, they released it, and Twitter, some people at Twitter decided to limit the visibility, so they took away uh, interactions, retweets, all kinds of things. Everything. Everything. Like, it uh, said this. And put a... Couldn't even like it. Right. And put a warning label on it, saying that it's uh, hate speech, basically. Uh, it violates Twitter's rules against hateful conduct. And so... This is what happened when I tried to like the the um the video and says why can't you like this we try to keep twitter a place for a healthy conversation so we've disabled most of the ways to engage with this tweet now this apparently was a mistake elon responded pretty quickly and said that this is a mistake by multiple people at twitter and he's working to correct the issue you said he was out of he was out of the country out of the or country something? yeah from what i read it see it seemed that he was out of the country and Another thing that happened um, before we talk about this other stuff was that last night, Twitter's head of trust and safety resigned. And my theory is, and the the working theory right now, is that this person was behind the attempt to block this from going out. I'm sure. I feel like that's a safe assumption to make, although I'm I'm willing to be wrong. I can trust that assumption. Good. I feel safe. Safely. (laughs) I could safely trust that so not only did this get fixed, I guess we get to, well, there's a couple dumbs here, but the white pill is that Elon Musk retweeted it and said every parent should watch this. And I will tell you, if you haven't watched this yet, so I'm someone who doesn't, I do not enjoy controversial conversations. Being uncomfortable. Being uncomfortable at all. Debates. Awkward moments. Uh, I, I generally avoid all of those things. And so that is the reason that I had not watched What is a Woman, aside from the fact that I wanted to still have some hope for humanity. Uh, but uh, there's little of that left over. Uh, so I decided, what the hey? We might as well go ahead and watch it. Um, I, it, is, it is so non-controversial, I was surprised. I was floored by the fact that it's literally Matt Walsh talking to experts in the field and asking them questions. I heard you laugh multiple times. It was hilarious. <laughs> I was, we rewatched some stuff. Did you get any clips? No, I didn't. I should rip the whole thing once on Twitter right now, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Not that, you know, it's something that we would agree with, but we could use it for some clips. It was, it, the whole thing could be a dumb bleep episode. Of course, the you thing's have, a year old now. Could have a dumb bleep watch party. Anyway, Elon Musk says every parent should watch this. He's correct. You should watch it without your kids. Even if you're, I, I mean, I wish people on the left would watch it because you'd hear a lot of things that maybe you you disagree, you agree with. I mean, it's not even Matt Walsh arguing with people. He's just asking people questions yeah. and having them back up their own ideas, which they, is why it's so good. And guess what? They can't. They can't do it. They can't. It's just a bunch of circle All jargon, right. word salad. So we got a couple things here. Uh, Jade, this is one of the top ones that came up when I searched Elon Musk, says, no one, Elon Musk, let's spread dangerous transphobic rhetoric to millions of people. Now this, I've become someone who's watched this now today. There is no dangerous transphobic rhetoric. This documentary is him talking to people that do these surgeries and who have had like... And the whole documentary, he's just trying to answer a simple question. (laughs) Yeah. What is a woman? It's it's a good, it's really good. I wish I would have watched it sooner. Just a, a question. What is a woman? Aaron Reed, who is darn near insufferable, 
Uh, Elon Musk is actively calling. Okay, this is another thing. Charlie, you want to tell people about this? Yeah, so um, Elon Musk tweeted and said um, that this is a major problem. I will be actively lobbying to criminalize making severe, irreversible changes to children below the age of consent. Shame on those who advocate this. It's utterly contemptible. And uh, Jordan Peterson said, prison, long-term, without parole, no mercy. And maybe for the, compli- uh, for the compliant therapist as well as the butchers they enable. Um, and Elon Musk replied and said, absolutely. So Aaron Reed had a problem with this. And she tweeted, I think it's a she. Well, depends on whether or not you're respecting people's pronouns. Yeah. Elon Musk is actively calling for imprisoning healthcare professionals and therapists for providing care to trans youth that has been proving to lower their suicide rates by 73%. No, it hasn't. It hasn't. After 12 month studies, after you give the child what they want, uh, during the time frame that they're transitioning, they studied and their suicide rates dropped by 73%. They don't go past 12 months on the studies. And then it goes up. Yes. He has also declared he will lobby against their care politically. Every dime you give him hurts us. It's not care, people. This is not health care. No. In any way, shape, or form. It's not health care. It's not care. It's not gender affirming. Whatever colorful language they want to use to get away from the negative connotation of butchering, mutilation, um, irreversible damage, both to physical bodies and psychological. It's... This whole industry is absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. and should be criminal. It should be, should be. You can't do kids can't consent. That's why we have laws what, that protect minors, by the way, because kids can't consent. I don't care what my six year old says at this point in his life. He's six. Okay. Now that doesn't mean I don't care what he says, but I'm not going to let him make any life altering decisions. And I'm not going to affirm Anything he says, because he doesn't know anything. He's six. It'll be the same when he's 12 and 14 Mm. and 16. I won't even agree with him when he's 18, probably, because he still doesn't know anything yet. Although he's now considered a consenting adult and can make his own decisions. What age were you when your dad started listening to you and your ideas? (sighs) Probably 18. 35? (laughs) (laughs) Because you're 34. Yeah. I wanted to end with something funny for the for the dumb bleep. The Babylon Bee's headline on this was hilarious. <laughs> they said, "Damning leak reveals Matt Walsh knew what a woman was this whole time." He was asking the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks, let's get the votes going uh, right now. From the now. hacked emails of conservative commentator. <laughs> I didn't do the AOC versus the parody account. I'm sorry. We wanted to do less amount of things uh, today so we could spend a little bit more time on them. Let's go through the votes here. Number one was Gavin Newsom and guns. Uh, We've got number two, The View and Kamala Harris. Number three was the extremist targeting target. And number four, the King County Board sex offender. Number five, blame capitalism with the uh, Nina Turner tweets and the Amazon video. Number six, misgendering someone can be considered violence. And number seven... So what was the dumb bleep? Because there was a solution to the whole thing. The dumb bleep really was, why did that happen in the first place? It happened because that's the way Twitter used to do things. And people getting so upset. You know, the main, at at first, it was censored, they said, because there were two instances of someone getting misgendered. By the way, this is how controversial this hour and a half long documentary is. In the whole 90 minutes, there are two times where someone is misgendered against their will. And though that was the reason that they originally said that they were going to censor the content, uh, which is, well, which is violence. And you don't want videos of violence, I guess. Uh, so number seven is this crazy censorship that we're still trying to get out of our society. Get your votes in in the Dumb Bleep of the Week voting channel. Um, okay, I have to, let's clarify here. All these uh, little fingers pointed up. Don't work. Yeah, that's not, I'm sorry, that's not going to be what we're doing. The thumbs up, the thumbs up is the official vote. Because if we have two separate things, then the same person could put multiple votes 
on the thing. So it's got to be the, the color neutral thumbs up for the voting. So let's get that going. Yeah. All right, y'all get your votes in. Please, if you enjoyed the show, then sign up to be part of the Fed Haters Club at joingmail.com or go to godhatesfeds.com, pick yourself up a t-shirt, and there's a link to join the Fed Haters Club so you can join in on Dumbly of the Week, make your submissions, vote, perhaps get a trophy at the end of the year if your mm-hmm. submission is selected for Dumbly of the Year. It's a great, it's a great cause to join. We got shirts. Um, got shirts, puzzles, mugs. There are puzzles, aren't there? Yeah. yeah. Forgot about mm-hmm. that. So How about that? Sign What's, up. How's the vote looking right now? Who's winning? It looks like the King County Board sex offender. Really? Won so far. Sleeper. As a five to four over The View and Kamala. How about that? The funniest part of Kamala was you. <laughs> What's, Which? Was oh, you the day, the tomorrow thing? Her. Yes. <laughs> All right. Going once. Gavin Newsom. And third, close. Looks like we're gonna go with the King County Board sex offender because sex offenders are the most vulnerable. <laughs> They're one of the of, most vulnerable people of the homeless community. People, yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, there's this thing called accountability that we just don't have anymore. No, you know, it's like you made your bed. Mm-hmm. You know, you you chose those things, and so now you have to deal with the consequences. Just. just he should still be in jail. Yeah, honestly. I was going to say the consequence for this guy is that he's not going to be able to be on a board for King County where they decide policies for homeless people. Yeah. That's a big consequence to suffer for someone who's sexually assaulted minors mm-hmm. and others. Man. All right, y'all. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the show with a friend, a family member, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And if you do all of those things, Nate is going to be back again on Monday night. For the live group. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Potentially. So I think um, nights. I think that's what I'm gonna do next week while you're gone. It's gonna be it's he's gonna be doing good morning night. Good good, good night, Liberty. Good night. You know, it's fine whenever we record, like the late show records at two PM. Yeah. That's not late. No, it's not. You record at different times and you release it at the time that fits the name of the show. Yeah. Good night, Liberty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, do all those things. And if you do, we'll be back. Again, hope you have a good day and a good weekend and a good morning, Liberty.